0: This is Heather Fleming, founder and director of In-Purpose Educational Services.
1: And this is Delaney Ray, the assistant director of In-Purpose Educational Services. And welcome to the Listen, Learn, Love podcast, where comfortable friends engage in sometimes uncomfortable conversations.
0: So put your shame on the shelf.
1: There is no room for shame here.
0: And let's get ready to listen, learn, and love. So Delaney. Yes, Heather. I am cranky.
1: You know, I know you're cranky. Um, We've had some frustrating work stuff going on, and I kind of suspected that it was hanging with you a little bit. And I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm cranky. It's not good. Plus, but I'm sleepy. I didn't sleep well last that's night. That's right. You didn't sleep. I'm exhausted. But yes. I'm cranky, but we're still going to record a podcast.
1: Well, we are, but I'm going to cheer you up because I, I happen to up. know yes. a secret for cheering yeah. you up because it's the same secret for cheering me up.
0: Okay. What is it? Food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about tacos.
1: All the f- tacos. Absolutely. Very much top of the list. However, that's not what I was going to ask you about today. Okay,
0: what food are you going to ask me about today?
1: I was going to ask you about this upcoming food-filled holiday, a holiday that's questionable at best. We'll get to that, right? We will. The historically inaccurate portrayal However, Uh has led to this being the most food-filled holiday, Thanksgiving. And I wanted to hear what you're looking forward to. Like, what are your favorite family Thanksgiving dishes?
0: So, my mom is an amazing cook, okay? My favorite thing that I look forward to is her chicken and dressing, Cornbread dressing. Mm. See all the the black people. We know what we mean by dressing, but you know, some other people say stuffing, and that's not what we mean by dressing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like cornbread. I mean, uh, like stove top stuffing, or like where they take the pieces of bread. That's not what we mean. We mean good old southern cornbread dressing. Oh, it's so good. But years ago, my family came to the realization that none of us really like turkey. Really? Like not enough to cook a whole big turkey. So we usually do alternative dishes and we, we haven't decided what we're gonna do this year. But I think we're like thinking about, everything's up in the air. We're thinking about going down to my sister's. We might stay here, I just don't know. I don't know Delaney, but either way it goes, if we go to my sister's, her deviled eggs are amazing. And then she makes my kids um love her honey bun cake. And yeah. So I don't know what we're going to do. Like one year we did a seafood boil, another year we did Cornish game hens. Um we've done all kinds of stuff. Hang hey, on. Um, but no turkey.
1: No turkey. Does your family have a secret ingredient that goes into the deviled eggs to make them special?
0: I don't know. It's just love, I think. I just don't know. Just love? Yes. And my I, sister just has so much love that it's wonderful. they I always
1: add a little bit of jalapeno juice to my deviled eggs.
0: Of course you would. So <laughs> now then, I need deviled eggs. Then, and now I need the, your deviled
1: eggs. Just zingy. <laughs> but my family has like super texture issues. so there is nothing crunchy in our deviled eggs that the it has to just be smooth and creamy so like no chunks of onion or celery are allowed on our deviled eggs um because of my little texture sensitive family
0: have you seen that meme that's like it says um uh mom uh, don't touch the deviled eggs these are for then din- you know thanksgiving dinner and it's like a picture of a snake Oh, the- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, do you want to know what's funny about that meme? I actually saw that meme. One of our mutual friends posted it. Uh-huh. Here's the funniest part, And I almost typed a response, and then I seriously was like, "Stop it, Delaney." heather will unfriend you like you can't be that weirdo because i knew what kind of snake it was it was an african egg eating snake oh, and i was God. like oh what an african egg eating snake and then i was like nobody why cares. are you no, like nobody this? nobody cares delaney please stop. and I, but I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know i don't know why I'm i just i i don't i know they are but i deleted my response when i realized that i was like sounding. you remember Cliff Clavin from
0: that TV show Cheers?
1: <laughs> I was like, Delaney, please don't have a Cliff Clavin moment.
0: So, what are you looking for? i looking uh, forward to
1: So, we do I what I believe is, like, super traditional Thanksgiving food, and I just love all of it. I love the turkey. I love the dressing, mashed potatoes and gravy. But so, do we, you
0: do dressing, or do you do stuffing?
1: So... I don't know. I don't know if I know the difference. You know
0: the difference?
1: Okay, um, so, yeah, go ahead. Because I don't usually I, I don't host Thanksgiving. It's always been hosted at my mom's. Oh. And so I don't cook it, but I'm mm. going to guess it's probably stuffing. More like what okay. you were saying, stuffing.
0: So is it like cut up bread pieces or is it cornbread?
1: Okay, so it's more the cut up bread pieces. Then but yes, I have had stuffing. cornbread stuffing or cornbread dressing and it's much smoother. It doesn't have yes. Yeah, okay. So mom, I have had both.
0: My mom's would like my mom always ends up having to make pans for my best friend. So people that know me know that my best friend, one of my good friends, best friends, Tanisha is actually married to my cousin. And so um, I took her to a party with me. She met my cousin and the rest is history. And um, so my mom usually has to make a pan for them and then a pan for my bonus sister, one of my mom's adopted daughters, Mary. And so she ends up having to like make these huge batches of cornbread dressing because just for our family alone, she's got to make like doggoneer a caterer's size full pan. Sounds like
1: it's something I need to try. Oh, it's so in my family, Thanksgiving has always come from my dad's family. So he had a great aunt that hosted Thanksgiving for the whole family forever and mm-hmm. ever and ever. And then my dad's mom took it over and hosted forever and ever and ever until she passed away and then my mom. So All of the recipes have just been passed down from my dad's family through and through. And and so one of the recipes that I look forward to every year that is my favorite that I could eat a whole bowl of is the, and I think it's very Southern, but it's oven-baked
0: cheese grits. Oven-baked cheese what? Grits. Oh. Cheese grits uh, make me excited.
1: They do not? They do. Oh, they do. I
0: love cheese grits.
1: I love them. We actually have them every year for Thanksgiving and for Easter. So yes, this family passed down cheese grits is just absolutely one of our most beloved recipes. The other one that came from the same great aunt of my dad's is Mm -hmm. cranberry fluff. It's like a pink cranberry fluff. And it is just cream cheese, cool whip, cranberries, nuts, sugar all blended together into this pink fluffy stuff and it is another thing that just to me screams Thanksgiving mm. I don't like and I've never eaten because we never had it I've only seen it I think on TV <laughs> so maybe I do like it I've never eaten it but the cranberry sauce or whatever it is that comes out of the, the gelatinous cranberry stuff out of the can
0: Um, that's amazing so you you hush your mouth I, is it really? <laughs> I love it on top of so, my dressing.
1: So we don't have that. We have this other cranberry fluff.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay. I won't make fun of it. I'm just saying that my candy, I like the candy.
1: But now, candy. do you do any kind of like vegetables? We don't do, like I've never had the, until I got married and had it with my husband's family. I never grew up with the traditional green bean casserole that had like the gelatinous can of cream of something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we like years and years and years ago, we used to do green bean um, casserole and every once in a while I try to bring it back. But the reality is my family doesn't really like it all that much. But yes, we have lots of vegetables. We have like greens Um, A big pot of greens, because my mom's greens are amazing, too. Um, And then, like, I usually make macaroni and cheese and um, some type of potato dish and, um, like, hash brown casserole. Our entire family loves hash brown casserole. Well, except for Ryan. She's so – I don't understand her. I don't know how anybody
1: doesn't like hash brown casserole.
0: The child doesn't like potatoes. Oh, wait. she likes French fries. She's so weird. She likes French fries and she likes like those hash brown patties. But other than that, she doesn't like potatoes. Mm. It's like a consistency thing with her.
1: Mom, and so hash brown casserole. Everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. But yes, we, we have, listen, we have a spread and we eat on it for days. That's and the then best. what I used to do when we did make turkey, I would then take the turkey, you know, boil it off, make a and, and get the meat all off of it and everything like that, and then use that to make gumbo. But come to find out, my family doesn't like gumbo either.
1: We normally have a big Brussels sprout dish because oh man, do I love Brussels sprouts!
0: I do too. My family does not. So most of my family I'm doesn't. These people I know. <laughs> Why, are you <laughs> it's like, like, why am I keeping people? these people? I don't even know. <laughs> so fortunately
1: for me, I have extended family that loves Brussels sprouts like I do. We usually will have like corn and peas and other things too. But like a big Brussels sprout dish makes me so happy. So sp- here's another question for you. Speaking of family that doesn't enjoy the food or makes you change food choices, family can be really tricky during the holidays.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't want to put you on the spot. But what about those family members that it's always a little scary that you're afraid you're going to have to sit by during a meal and the conversation's going to turn to something? (laughs) You know, the trigger conversation, politics, religion. Yeah. CRT creeps its way into the Thanksgiving dinner
0: conversation. So. I'm glad that you brought this up because those of you who have read my book know that I have an entire chapter that's called Talking to Uncle Bob at Thanksgiving, okay? And in that chapter, I actually go through a few tips for everyone, and so I just want to review a couple of them for you all. Um one of the things that I do and I I talk to the people about this, it is at the beginning of every single training session that I do. And it is called my six agreements for productive conversations about equity. And so those six agreements are um one trust and speak personal experience. So when you're talking to Uncle Bob, when when he is trying to talk about all of those people, Keep pulling it back to your experience, your own personal experience, okay? Um, Question broad narratives based in stereotypes. If Uncle Bob gets to talking about, like, again, what he knows about those people over there because of the stereotypes that he's heard, then it's okay for you to be like, well, wait a minute. Where? How do you know this information? I actually give you a couple of questions. I'll talk about those in a second that you can ask him in order to pose the question without being snarky. Okay. Um, next is listen to understand and not to respond. Um, it's it can be hard with Uncle Bob, but you're going to get far, far um, further with him. I almost said farther. Like. <laughs> Like a mid, true Midwesterner, farther, 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 we, you can get further with um him if you are also making like conf- confirming statements. So I understand that you're concerned about this, however, and go from there. And so listen, understand, not respond now. It's very hard. That that rule really, really applies more to when you're listening to marginalized voices. But in this situation, you can still use it a bit. OK. Um, reject shame, but process guilt. Remember, if they try to if Uncle Bob's try to say, well, you know, they're trying to make kids feel ashamed of being white. Reject that go ahead and tell Uncle Bob, hey, you know what? All the training that I've gotten or everyone I talk to, that's not the point of it. No one should feel ashamed of who they are. Now, what we should do is that we should go through and say, well, wait a minute. What are things that I can change in order to make sure that my community is more inclusive, that my schools are more inclusive, that my relationships are more inclusive, et cetera? So you can, you know, pose those particular types of questions, but um, if shame comes up or if shame responses begin to to happen, if there begins to be anger, if there begins to be, be, you know, accusations, pushback, et cetera, it, then you can sit and say, "Well, wait a minute, let's let's take a minute. You know, this isn't intended to shame anyone. Um, we're all in a learning process, and so go from there. and then be comfortable with being uncomfortable. These conversations are uncomfortable. Uncle Bob is going to say things that make you that makes you very uncomfortable. Lean into that discomfort and be willing to 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 stand up and to say, and you know what?" Make it more uncomfortable. <laughs> I keep seeing all these memes. It's like ruin Thanksgiving. Don't ruin Thanksgiving, but if you have no. to, ruin Thanksgiving. Or I think you should. If Uncle just- Bob is out of pocket, ruin Thanksgiving
1: you should also be prepared to slip Uncle Bob a a note that has where and how he can find and listen to the
0: podcast. Be like, here's a podcast that we think is really, really great for you. Let me just help you out, Uncle Bob. (laughs) Heather Delaney
1: said that you should listen.
0: And, and yeah, just do that. So, um, you know, the big thing too, is to think about, um, questioning people. So when they have these assertions, question where they're, where they're coming from. So the three questions that I, I arm people with in my book is, what do you mean? So you use that to ask a person to clarify their, um, their claims. How do you know? Ask that asks the person to identify their sources. And then what more should I know? Or how did you conclude that? That's asking the person to clarify their thought process. And so sometimes you can get them to think through something just by the questions that you ask and the way that you challenge them. And you can challenge them in a way that's non-confrontational. And Um, that's
1: what I was just going to say. The nice thing about those questions is they're respectful. You don't have to run Thanksgiving and you also don't have to just let very, you know, unhelpful or racist comments slide. You can engage. Those those questions can be very respectfully done. Um, the other thing I would say is we had a whole previous podcast episode on this idea of yes and, and remembering that a lot of topics that can be very controversial and difficult aren't just good side, bad side, right? There's this binary in there. This There's, you know, things to be considered on both. And it's okay to say, yes, I see what you're saying. I can understand where you came to that conclusion. And I would like to present you with this, you know, which goes over a lot better than calling Uncle Bob a doo-doo head and throwing mashed potatoes in his face.
0: I'm going to also um, ask you to, to resort to this question. These questions, if you're, if you're trying and you're banging your head and you're getting nowhere, ask uncle Bob, Hey, are you here to argue or to understand?
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Um, Do you want to win or do you want to learn? Mm -hmm. Because if they're just there to argue and they're just there to win an argument, then guess what? Mm -hmm. You probably need to protect your peace. Now, if you try all of these tips, and Delaney's not going to agree with what I'm about to say. If Uh-oh. you try all of these tips, and Uncle Bob is still out of pocket, set it off. Ruin Thanksgiving. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have fun. Choose violence. Just just go. Mashed <laughs> no. potatoes. No. Uncle Bob needs <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> okay. so I. I am not in his face. And uncle Bob is a doodoo head. I, <laughs> okay. I said it and I mean it. And you know what? Now that we're on the subject, when they start to tell all that nonsense, when I'm tapping the book on my, on my notebook, cause I'm so like, yes. When they start to tell the story of the first Thanksgiving, say no, that's wrong what we've been taught in school is wrong. Say that, go ahead, it's okay. Take a minute and read and learn about the real first Thanksgiving. Because what happened is that the pilgrims came in, they took over land where basically there was like one, there had been this this whole tribe of Native Americans had been wiped out because of disease. Probably diseases that the settlers brought
1: over. Yeah, it a, actually it was, was things that had been brought over by
0: earlier See? um explorers. Yeah. So, everyone except for one person in this tribe passed away. And so the pilgrims came, they took over this land. Well, guess what? They hit a harsh winter and like half of them died. And so these this another Native American tribe, indigenous tribe, what, what were they called the the the
1: I don't know how to exactly pronounce it, but it's something like
0: Wampanoag. Okay. So they come and they help the pilgrims and they teach them, you know, how to plant and what to plant and they and they you know give them some foods and and stuff like that. And guess what these people do? You're supposed to say what, Heather?
1: What, Heather?
0: Okay, thank you. These people go. And decide they're going to for to celebrate harvest. They're going to have like a three day feast or something like that. And did they invite the the um, Native Americans, the indigenous tribe, the Wampanoags that came in and tried to you know and help them out and help them to survive? No, they didn't. So how did the Wampanoags? Wampanoags. I'm, I'm totally saying that wrong. I feel like, but how did they find out about it?
1: I can tell you how they found out. Tell, about it. Go
0: ahead, Delaney, tell us how part they found out. Part of the celebration.
1: This is the most American thing ever considering that these were British folk. <laughs> they were firing guns off as part of the celebration, and the indigenous tribe heard the gunshots and thought they were under attack and came racing in with weapons for a fight and found all of these settlers, these pilgrims Take it having in.
0: Having a huge feast that they weren't invited to. That they weren't invited to. And then, as an afterthought, they're like, oh, yeah, come on, you can join us.
1: Well, probably because they were outnumbered by a whole
0: bunch right, of Because it was. It was like 50 but It was like 90 Wumpa dogs. And so they were like, yeah, come on in. Have a seat. Would you um, like some potatoes? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this corn you helped us uh, <laughs> plant, but you likes like some. Just the audacity, the audacity. And so then, of course, the rest is history as, you know, we know what happened. Well, you know, the forward. rest
1: went down in like this blazing glory. And then now we make pilgrim hats in, in kindergarten classrooms and we make um, feathered.
0: Oh god. Like head
1: head dresses and we, you know, we're like we're celebrating what great friends we were with the quote unquote Indians and it's like, well then where
0: are they? <laughs> like what happened? Don't let y'all's kids do that. Listen. <laughs> y'all y'all know I'm cranky and so I'm I'm lapsing to my normal. <laughs> not my professional voice. My normal everyday but don't let y'all's kids <laughs> Being a Thanksgiving (laughs) celebration. And maybe don't let them
1: them listen to this episode or they're going to start flinging mashed potatoes at Uncle Bob.
0: (laughs) Don't let them people put a hairdress on your baby. Don't you do it. You go in there and you tell them this racist. Don't uh, I'm not doing this.
1: Heather, have I told you the story about how I made enemies pretty much with the entire elementary school when my oldest was in kindergarten?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have, but I love it. So tell it again.
1: So I had a kindergartner and I go to the the Thanksgiving presentation and and there's my baby, you know, standing on stage singing this song. So help me, I'm not even going to sing it. I'm just going to say the lyrics and it's going to be painful enough. Uwa uwa shoot that arrow. Uwa uwa shoot that arrow complete with like, you know, mouth tapping stomping. Then they proceeded to sing one little, two little, three little Indians. Oh my God. And I had, you know, my youngest was still, you know, a lap baby at the time. And I, it was everything in my body not to rise up out of my seat and like become large marge in the middle of that auditorium. Oh, you didn't tell me that part. I didn't, uh, because I think you I probably tried me. to like put it out of my my mind, right? <laughs> so I make an appointment the next week or whenever we're back in school and I go into the principal's office with, you know, my youngest in tow again. And I was like, hey, you know, we, we need to have a little conversation. Like, we're, we're going to talk about this. We're going to break this down. And he was flabbergasted. Like, he was so taken back he was like but it's in honor of the indians i'm like the fact that you just said honor of the indians like can we just step (laughs) let's step back from this for a moment because the only indian children in this school are from india and they were probably very confused (laughs) during this performance right like can we um, we're in missouri right like no let's talk about this let's 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 break this down. He listened. We had a lovely conversation. There was never again another Thanksgiving performance in that school. And I am pretty sure everybody knew why. And so that, my friends, is why I made a list that I'm very proud to be on. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: That is horrifying. However, after that, (laughs) some of the parents weren't, very happy with you. Oh, well, let, let's just say I didn't get invited to a whole
1: lot of Friendsgivings after that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, because one of them would have acted like Uncle, Uncle Bob, and you would have had to set it off.
1: So I would have had to throw mashed potatoes at You would have to up. throw mashed potatoes Yeah, it would have just, so, right? So, I, I think mean,
0: this, it was probably this... for the best.
1: This is a very interesting. It's just a great conversation to have because I think those of us who grow up in the 70s, 80s, like this is what we did. I made pilgrim hats every year in Thanksgiving. I, I'm unless my memory is really gone wackadoodle. I absolutely remember learning the Thanksgiving story even worse than that. But I lived in Florida at the time and. We all know what happens in Florida is uh, quite unique, usually. But I I remember hearing the whole Thanksgiving story more that this. The Pilgrims came, and they taught the Native Americans how to be civilized and how to have a society and how to grow food and how to sit together and eat a meal. And and it makes no sense because all of the food was only indigenous to here. Like these weren't foods that were brought over from, from Europe. Right. So like that version of the story makes no sense that, that, but it was just such this great good guy story of, we came here and settled and we saved the savage. Right. Ooh, ah, uh, ooh, uh, shoot that arrow. Right. Like we, we said, no, pick up a fork and sit down and eat your mashed potatoes. Like it was really a disturbing version of history. Now, when I when I was older and I learned and I learned real history, I became passionate about it, passionate enough to, you know, blow up the Thanksgiving
0: presentation
1: at the elementary school what I didn't really necessarily feel, and this goes back to this conversation. I don't remember being like, oh, now I'm so ashamed and embarrassed of my, you know, white heritage. And it was more like, wow, why were we never taught this? We we could be teaching this better and doing better all along, right? Like we can just, we could be doing a better job. Mm-hmm. Discussing how this ended up then leading to things like um." Purposefully giving smallpox to entire tribes to the Trail of Tears, like it's not, it's not personal to me and my particular heritage that may or may not have come over with the pilgrims. Mm-hmm. But it is our history; it's our combined shared history.
0: It, it is, and um, but you know that's the reason why all of oh. Don't get me started on another subject. But all of those people who are trying to ban the teaching of this type of history and learning of this type of information, we also have to look at why. Why? And traditionally in history, what we've seen is that when people wanted to implement certain um, things uh, and, and you know play for power, um, one of the things that they did is hid history. Or, you know, limited people's access to knowledge because not only do they not want them to, you know, learn this actual history, the other thing that they don't want is for people to have the critical thinking skills that would be necessary for them to think through some of the misinformation that they're being told. So let's not get on that. We're just gonna end here because we've had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um episode, and the biggest thing is that I am no longer so grumpy. Yay! Thank you, my Delaney.
1: I told you, food would be the way—the way to do it. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, if y'all's family doesn't don't eat turkey anyway, you might as well have tacos.
0: <gasps> I think that's an excellent idea. I'm gonna put it on the um. Family group chat and see what comes up.
1: I personally am all about the turkey. All about the turkey. I love, love turkey. No. So, okay. I love you. I love you. I'll talk talk to to you you next next
0: week. Yeah. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can email us at listen, learn, love at inpurposeea.com. Find us on Facebook at listen, learn, love podcast. And please consider supporting us through Patreon at patreon.com backslash listen, learn, love.
0: You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at inpurposees or on Twitter at inpurposeea. Hey, we'll see you next week.